Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Brenton Fleet Circus in 2022. My name is Cliff. Hello, I'm Brett. Are you sure? 2022, not 2021. I'm pretty sure. We had this conversation last year. No, we didn't, I didn't know what year it was. <laughs> well, it is. It, I, I mean, it's a fact. It's 2022. Is it? It's a fact. <laughs> actual fact. In actual <laughs> fact, Brett, it's 2022. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Well, happy new year. Did you do happy anything year. for new year? Um, yeah, so it's been a couple of weeks since we spoke to each other, hasn't it? Because we did right. that two-parter of Get Back, right. which has been quite well received. It's in a, a sea of Get Back podcasts, so a lot of which I've <laughs> tried to listen to. But um, yeah, I think you know we offer a different perspective, and that we're not nerds. <laughs> that's that's true that is definitely true <laughs> but um there's been some great ones i'll talk about in a bit actually but uh yeah i'm, I'm uh-huh. okay new year i sat exactly here um uh-huh. we had a couple of friends around who've got twins so there was twins Ooh. 16 month old twins and pearls mm-hmm. two that was a lot to be honest i'm not keen on repeating that i don't think we'll have them back no. <laughs> Thanks for your time. You know what? Nothing wrong with them whatsoever. They did nothing wrong. They're just t- <laughs> twins, aren't they? Like it's fucking. It's a lot. The mom was going. Uh, obviously, we've got. I've got lots of like CDs on shelves and books on shelves, and we've got bits and pieces like you know, like mm-hmm. knickknacks and keepsakes, just like sitting around yeah. on stuff. And the thing is, with Pearl, very tidy. She like me. <laughs> She mm-hmm. doesn't want to make a mess. She doesn't want to pull stuff and put it all over the floor. She doesn't want to open yeah. drawers and take everything out of it and all of that stuff. So, but these, again, nothing wrong with it, but these lasses, uh, two little twins, were into everything. They're in a new yeah. place, right? They haven't been there before. So they're in a new place. They're exploring. That's what little toddlers do. Um, and the mom was going, you haven't got a very baby-friendly house, have you? <laughs> well, fucking friendly enough for our kid. <laughs> <By the way. laughs> what do you want you to do? We'll put cushions all over the place and that. I mean, I had put out like nails on the top of the table, you know, like you. when you used to walk Hazards. to school and there was like glass, uh, yeah, glass just concreted to the top of high walls. Uh-huh. Uh, the, you, 
You can remember when I told you about that priest who nicked me bike? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he yeah, he had the very same thing on on top of his. Uh, he concrete the glass on concrete. with I concrete. That. Yeah, like <laughs> I've broken up a load of bottles and I put them on. A <laughs> I, God, it's that not, and boggler grease. It's not priestly behavior, that is it. That is not priestly behavior. <laughs> and then he stole me bike. Shocking. Hey, noted you mentioned that. Can I, remember, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but can I remember when I went around your house once and I accidentally kicked all your CDs all over that were in alphabetical order? Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it was only an accident. They were, they were teetering. Well, Brett, I That's had forgotten about it, but I'm going <laughs> to I'm, I'm have to abort this podcast now. It's another black mark <laughs> against me and him, isn't That's, that's terrible. The, the, in your defence, the word teetering. You're right. The word teetering. They, they, they weren't very uh, Brett friendly. That house wasn't Brett oh, friendly. No, was it, it wasn't Brett friendly, was it? <laughs> it definitely wasn't. No, you but, need uh, more protection go. than the toddlers, to be honest. I do, time. I do, I do. I, I did uh, do one thing um, over uh, Christmas and New Year, and that was I ate a lot of custard, which was very nice. Custard, custard out of, out of the jars, tins. Sorry, no, I, I used to eat custard just out of the tin when I was a kid. But uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of custard, a lot of desserts, which I don't normally have. You see, no, you're not I very up, sweet. Up tooth. crumbles. You're not a sweet tooth nah. man, are you? I'm not, I'm not. So, but that, that was nice doing that. But New Year's, it's a bit shit, New Year. Isn't it? it is a bit crap, isn't it? So, we had those around and um, they left about nine, or maybe they left about half nine, ten o'clock. And we spent an hour after that just getting ready for bed. Yeah. So, and we came out onto this very balcony at like 11.45 and I poured a drink for us both. We watched, there was um, fireworks we could see um, on the coast. There was a couple of fireworks displays that we can see from here. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, at 12.15, we got ready. We went to bed as we had yeah. already pre-prepared for it, which, uh, you know. <laughs> I was in bed as well, actually. Can I ask, uh, Cliff, were you dressed as the universe then as well? I was not. But what do you think of this? I'm, I've got me, I've got me cosmic onesie on. <laughs> cosmic onesie is that how is that how it was described in the catalogs? I don't know. Well, I got it for Christmas. It's what well, it's my best it? Christmas present. Yeah, it's um, good. You know, like we were just having a bit chat before, but uh, you know, we we're saying I've not, I've not had a good day. I've not had a good week. For various reasons. My mum and dad aren't very well with the COVID, and that's a bit worrying when I'm over here, you know, like there's not much I can do. I'm sure they'll be okay. Yeah. You've offered mm-hmm. to help and go around and do what they can. Dad, if you're listening when this comes out, I hope you're feeling better by then. I wish there was more I could do to help both of you. Um, but it's one of those things that when you're when you're away from home, when you move away, there's this is yeah, one of the things tough. that hits you, you know, like there's lots of good things. Mm-hmm about being in a different country and making your own way in the world and all of that. But when something bad happens back home, it really like gets to you that you're not there, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. especially whereas maybe normally three years ago, I might've gone, you know what? I'm going to go home for a bit then. But at the moment with the COVID restrictions and all of that, it's not as easy. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, that's one of the shit things about being away. But what it's meant is, one, mm-hmm. I'm a bit pissed. Good. I've, I've had like you know, I've had a bit of a bad day. I've nothing massively wrong. I was just saying before, 
just one of those just days. Just one of those just, days. You're not having a great day. Yeah. So I've done some comfort stuff. Ooh. Trying to comfort Go myself. On. You've dressed as the universe. I've got the universe on. Yes. Um, two, I ordered a lovely chicken burger for me dinner. Go deliver. Chicken burger? Yeah. Ooh, I'm not a fan of chicken burgers. Well, you're the one fucking espousing the greatness of KFC a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, I'll get, I'll get uh, the buckets now. I'll have the I buckets. don't want... I, you know what? I like fried yeah. chicken, but I do not want to touch it. <laughs> well, you must. And that's why bread's invented, right? That's why bread's invented. We only touch bread. it with bread. As long as there's a bread buffer. you do. Oh, and a bread you buffer. grab it in the in the bread. Is that uh, what you do? Yeah. You weirdo. So I had that for oh, me I love, dinner at I work. Love all that. I've mm-hmm. had a few pints after work. I've got yeah. my universe onesie on. Yes. And uh, I haven't had any tea. That's dinner so you're a bit, for for yeah. anyone posh. Um, <laughs> but I've had a lovely. But I know to soak it up. Lovely bag of crisps. Apart from that, that chicken uh, chicken sandwich. Oh, I had a lovely bag of crisps and. and and I mean a, a big bag. Well, not fun size. No. Do you get fun size? <laughs> <laughs> you do these days. Have you not seen the Space Raiders? Absolute disgrace. Are they fun size? They what, might like, as well uh, be. Like a hula hoop? The, the, it, well, everything's smaller. Everything's smaller now. There's like four Space Raider crisps in the in the packet these days. Absolutely terrible. If you get a transfor- bag of Transformer snacks... Yes, do you even get recently. the full? Do you even get the full vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't you do? I don't you do? I, you, I never knew that you could transform those snacks. I mean, I the thing is, you can't. You know, you, those wheels—that's <laughs> the those thing wheels do not fit on the, those arms. <laughs> what a weird thing, though, isn't it? Why would you want to fit crisps together? <laughs> what all that about? To transform Who invented into that? a mega crisp. <laughs> And then what you meant to do it after you've had your scruffy hands all over it? Do you know what I mean? Imagine if there was a, a team of mechanics trying to put it together. <laughs> <laughs> Try to do it on Blue Peter or something like that, wouldn't they? They'd, they'd definitely have a go at that. Hey, uh, Cliff, I'm going to send you a picture, right? right. It's off Facebook, the marketplace, because you know how I like the marketplace. Well, you're, you're some... a dab hand at it. I'm a dab hand at uh, Facebook, the marketplace. But this was was rather alarm, and I'm going to send it to you now. Tell us when you've you've got them. Just tell us when you've got them, because there's two two photos. Something's beeped there, so I must have it on me. Ooh, Brett messaged you. Ooh, yeah, I did. Right, I got it. So this is on Facebook, the marketplace. I was perusing, right, and I was having a little look. And as you've just said there, it's described as a large vintage wooden figure statue. £25 a snip. But the alarming thing about it is that it seems to be based on you. (laughs) (laughs) It looks exactly like you. (laughs) I have a look at the picture too, to be honest. uh, You know what that is? I, I can't remember posing for this sculpture. <laughs> you can't remember? Well, you, you obviously have at some point. Oh, but it's a lovely outfit. It is a lovely outfit, a very oriental I think outfit. we've got the you, same you eyes. Like, 
Mm, yes, I think it's the same eyes. I'm sure you've definitely had that haircut before, haven't you? That was on the, the hair chart that you that did. That was on the hair time. chart, yeah. <laughs> it was possibly number six. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I think I might purchase that. Do you think I should put an offer in? Uh-huh. And what you could do is you could restore it, couldn't you? I could because he's, he's, he's no. He, he seems to be on the cork. He's quite, he's, he's quite chipped. He's quite chipped. He's been quite damaged over the years. As uh, the, the Orient or Clifford the nose and cheeks, especially. <laughs> I know. I don't the know knees, why. why the knees seem in quite good condition. Quite good, Nick. I knees, don't know whether but, that uh, means anything, but you know, listen, fourteen hours ago. Well, it, it was when it, I took that picture. It says in South Shields. Do we know where in South Shields? Can we? Um, pin, no can we pinpoint the area. We, we, we can't track them down. Is I think it, I'd have to make get in touch. Maybe, maybe. But yes, it's the spitting dip of you, isn't it? So yeah, I, I might have to agree. That. I have to agree. I think that's a, you've done well to spot that. If you didn't <laughs> just make it up yourself for the very purposes of that. No, job. no, I did. Well, I'll I'll put it on what Twitter and I'll let uh, I'll let people decide. People whether who've never it. seen us decide. Well, I'll put a picture like... of you next to it now, so <laughs> we'll let them decide whether it's a statuette of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's up to the listeners, I suppose. It certainly is. It's let them decide. I, I've got, uh, I don't know if, if you keep an eye on this, but we've got a review on the old Apple podcast. Oh, I didn't Did you know. know it, I do. I, I check every now and then. But... You check every now and then. So, and it's, it's, a, it's a good one. This one's not bemoaning your attitude or anything like that, Cliff. So, <laughs> so it's not by an old it? woman. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. So this is uh, it's entitled "Join Two New Friends for a Laugh." Mm. I stumbled across this podcast while searching for something else, but decided to give it a go because I liked the diverse mix of film and TV that had been discussed. I'm so so glad that I did. Brett and Cliff are two old friends with great senses of humour and a love of TV, film, and music from across the decades. Their infectious laughter and witty remarks have me chuckling out loud and I often watch the shows and film they have discussed just to get the jokes that I missed. If you're undecided, give them a go. You'll be very pleasantly surprised how good this non-celebrity pay are at Delvin, or delivering rather, a first-class show. Did you well, realise what a non-celebrity pay? I thought, what, in the top echelons of celebrity? Uh, well, I, mean, I thought at least I was a celebrity, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's from uh, Marky Don. That so, is an absolutely lovely review. Like, that's Brilliant. great, that's, isn't it? Like, that's yes, exactly excellent. what we hope people think. Not that yep. we're not celebrities. One day, you want people to think that one day, celebrities. I mean, I always <laughs> walk into a room as if I am. That's just one of, <laughs> one of my little things. <laughs> Lessons of life. Uh, Walk into every room with a <laughs> Yes, I. Uh huh. But yes, that's very, very nice of uh, of Marky Don. I think I've, I think I've put that on my Instagram with a picture mm-hmm. of Marilyn Monroe, but it's with those words. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, cheers for yes. that, Marky. That was great. Like lovely. I mean, yeah, that's excellent. Exactly what we hope people think, and like, we're glad that people still find us. However, they find us the podcast and listen to it. 
that they go away thinking that great fantastic thank mm-hmm. you we're glad you like it let us know what you like best it would be nice to know actually i think uh, who, who like, what you like best which one of us you like best yeah no, um, well, obviously me of course it's you um, i'm the best uh, you know, but like, is it the 80s TV? Is it mm. the music and all of that? You know, we we mix it up without any kind of thought about it, but nice to know yeah. what people like. Well, it is. And if we, if you're on Twitter or whatever, because that's how people sort of talk, though, isn't it? Um, via Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you're on Twitter, follow if you're not already and stuff, and have a chat. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, message us anything we like out, really, though. And if we don't like, we're still happy to talk about it. Exactly, I. Uh-huh. I like all I even even the stuff I don't like that you suggest I pretend I do. I know well and on that subject, let's talk about this week's film. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that this was one that I just stumbled across, I think, um, when I was off over Christmas. It was on Amazon Prime. It's called The Vast of Night. Yeah, it's an Amazon Prime original, which is unusual yes. because most of that stuff's rubbish. <laughs> that, that could be true Alright, so this one's a, like a science fiction film um, Set in the 50s, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of right up my street So I'll, I'll, I'll describe it mm-hmm. It's a mystery science fiction Written and directed by Andrew Patterson Who's a first-time director mm-hmm. Set in the 50s um, A radio DJ and a switchboard operator Discover a mysterious audio, audio frequency which may be extraterrestrial in origin. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's the gist of it. So stumbled across it, and I, I really enjoyed it. Like I say, right up my street, this this type of thing. bit like the Twilight Zone or the Outer yeah. Limits and stuff like uh, that. Like, I, as soon as uh, this started, I thought, yeah, this is Brett all over. But also, yeah. you know, I love 50s like era stuff, so absolutely yeah. great for me as well. Um, I thought it was very good, especially it's a you know it's a really low budget in the grand scheme of things for films. It's pretty low budget. It's a first time director. It's an Amazon original. Like I said, like they, they kind of throw a bit of budget at you know like that thing with Michael Sheen in, and you know they've thrown budget at kind of TV shows. I don't think Amazon uh-huh. Amazon originals have ever really found anything that has made a big impact like a, a, any Netflix shows have. No. So, um, well, the know, other I, thing from yeah. me reading is that, that, that this film was made and Amazon bought it. So it wasn't actually them who made okay. the film or anything okay. like that. They, they, they saw it and bought it. Okay, so it they the bought it to, to, to distribute yeah. it. Fair enough. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I thought like for a, a first-time director and a low-budget film, it looks absolutely great. I, I loved how mm-hmm. it looked and felt I wasn't massively enamored with the story, which we'll go into, and I wasn't massively enamored with all of the characters, but um, it had a certain feeling about it, and it and the way it looked that I just it that definitely kept me interested, and, and I could see yeah. why you were drawn into it and why you suggested it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you've done your the description of it there, and you said it's a bit like the Twilight. So one of the things I didn't really get was that it. It essentially sets itself up at the beginning as if you're watching. It's like an yeah. old style TV and a TV uh-huh. shows on. Uh-huh. That's called something like 
the nether zone or something. It's, it's like called a, Paradox Theater. That's okay, it's so it's essentially like you. It's just a shot of an old TV with an old mm-hmm. TV show starting, which is essentially the Twilight Zone, but another name for it. And then you go in and watch that. Yeah. What I thought was weird is you don't really like that's pointless. <laughs> they don't really expand see, on that. It goes in and the, out of that. I felt like is there was more that could have been done with that. That wasn't. Well, I like the fact that it was just left there, to be honest with you, because what reminded me of, obviously, you're writing what you're saying, you're sitting and you're watching this on a TV, in essence, and throughout the film and stuff like that, it keeps pulling back so that it, it, yep. it shows you once again that you're just watching a TV. But I liked it for the fact that it, it could be the start of like a, a, an anthology sort of series yeah, or something like that called Paradox Theatre. And it, it's just left in the wind that that could feasibly happen. Yeah, and again, like that. that was just a another sort of, you know, facet of why I was interested in it. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I like that. I get that. And I think that would be a good idea. But I just think they don't really do that, do they? So, but they could. You see, they could. It's it's like another director could take this Paradox Theatre thing in a different direction. It could go on to do something else. So it's like opening doors rather than just being a, a straight film and just played straight, which has been done, you know, thousands of times. Do you know what I mean? They're trying to do something a little bit different, I think, by doing that. It's yeah. a risk because... It does at certain points keep pulling out, yeah. You know, and you and it fading does pull it out and you're looking at the TV again, right? And then yeah, so it's a risk because that could pull people out of the story. It, for certain people, it could. It didn't for me personally because that's how I love the Twilight Zone. I yeah. love that limits. I love those things. So it was familiar to me that was it was doing that. Do you know what I mean? It never pulled us out the story. I, 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 think... I like. But I really do love how it looks. I think the, oh, yeah. I mean, the that's style the of that, it is fantastic. That's the thing that cries out, isn't it? I mean, it like we said, it's directed by by a guy called Andrew Patterson. It's his first film. And it's it, it just looks absolutely amazing. We'll talk about the different shots and stuff like that in the film. But it just looks so good. That's the thing about it. Yeah. For not much money, it's set in the 50s. The 50s setting is absolutely brilliant. The, the yep. 50s cars, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Difficult to do. The gym absolutely and all the fantastic. and all of that yeah, gym. Sure. I mean, well, that's the thing. It starts off in the gym, doesn't it? So we, we meet like, well, well, one of one main characters, um, who's called Everett, um, mm-hmm. who's played by someone called Jake Horowitz. And I know that you said you weren't too sure about it. I thought, I thought this guy was classmate. Like, I loved him. For one thing, he said... Uh, he was talking in 50s language and yeah. stuff like that. And he says, can you razz me berries? So I like that. <laughs> I've never heard that before. No, I haven't, but I'm going to use it like in that. everyday life. But he's a, uh, so he's like a college radio presenter, right? Um, yes. He's, and he's a cool guy compared to everyone is. else. He looks like Buddy Holly, doesn't he? Yeah, and I like, I like that. I just mm-hmm. thought, and it starts... There's a lot of tracking shots in this film where you're following people and you're following things and you're not really sure what you're looking at until at the end it settles yeah. on something. So it begins mm-hmm. with a a great tracking shot. You're kind of watching their feet. You don't really see the yeah the, over the heads, right? You're watching. You're following people walking into this hall. You're not really sure what's happening. There's something going on. They're talking to them about radio and there's 
the, mm-hmm. the power's got off, right? That's that's the it. power's got off. That's that's the and he's been called in. He's the the go-to guy seemingly for for anything electrical, isn't he? And they keep mentioning the same thing, like oh, back in whatever this happened. Yeah, squirrel. And a squirrel, squirrel bit through with the, the wires, wires in his yeah. mouth. <laughs> yeah, so it's like an, an in joke. I think the director had heard a story or something like that. Oh, it's, it was his brother who owned a, a shop or a bar, something like that, and a squirrel bit through the neon sign. So he, okay. he put that in the film. Okay. So it's like a, a sort of running joke throughout the thing. But the start of it is like a really long tracking shot through the sort of the basketball court, in yeah. essence, isn't it, of the yeah. school. Yeah, which is excellent. It, it it lasts for about five minutes, something mm-hmm. like that. That's the thing that impressed me. There's really there's long shots throughout. Yeah, there's I lots really of dialogue. Like the confidence kind of in that. A lot of yeah. talking. Mm-hmm. And the shot starts. It's really confident. I think not to do all these quick cuts and quick takes. Yeah. and and that would be the easy thing you're to not do. Watching it? like. A face and a face and a face talking to each other. Yeah, you don't even see the faces of the people that are talking. You're following mm-hmm. the legs into this thing really slowly. You're kind of immersed in it, and like a lot of films we've talked about, like even the Evil Dead and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're immersed in the film a lot more when you feel you're part of this movement. And definitely, you, I. And also, you don't know what's coming, so you're kind of. Mm-hmm. You're trying to work out what it is that you're watching and where they're going and what they're talking about, what it, where mm-hmm. it is that you're going to end up, and all of that. Which I think is a very clever you, way to start. Yeah, you feel like you, you're there with the characters, don't you? If if, if it's done in that way, yeah, it, it, it's immersive, like you've just said there. That's the thing about it, and it, it's a difficult thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do. The actors have got to be in the right place. People have got to be, you know, where they're supposed to be and stuff like that. It's a, it's a hard thing to be doing, and. Like I say, this director, I think he's hopefully he's given like more chances to do stuff. You never know, like Hollywood and all that shit. Yeah. Here, but I, I certainly well, hope to see like more like, stuff. You know, from... like ten years ago, or maybe more than that, these kind of films popped up, and like the Star Wars franchise went, "Oh, we'll give you the next Star Wars thing." With it, not this guy, but you know, like Colin Trevorrow and all this kind of thing happened, and then. They kind of pulled away from that when it didn't. The, these when guys, Disney, <laughs> yeah, well, they when didn't really, big books behind they didn't it, fit you know? into the way of work in that Lucas and the and the big studios wanted, and it was mm-hmm. a real shame. I thought, and obviously the the Last Jedi, which kind of was that, got panned for how it worked out, and you know the the kind of they took away these chances for those guys. And I think that was if Star Wars can do that. Then there's everybody else can follow, but Star Wars kind of shied away from it a bit, and yeah. I think that's kind of spoiled the chances for these kind of guys to get that before. But there's some great success stories of indie directors who've ended up getting a, a big shot uh, at something, you know. And hopefully it's just happened because the, well, hopefully the, sty- the style on show of this is from 2019, I think. That's the, right. Yeah, the style of this is great, and uh, like he definitely deserves a, a shot at a bigger budget and. You know, no, definitely. And all that, I, I, I mean, Olive Carpenter, you know, Olive Carpenter, it reminds us of that type of thing where John Carpenter would like, it, it doesn't matter how much money he had, he would make it look as big as he, he possibly could. I yeah. think this guy's doing exactly yeah, the same uh, thing. You wouldn't think it was a no, when you think about the, the setting, scale. If well, that's it, if you're gonna for your, your first film, 
you know, you're going to make something simple if you're doing it, if you, you're taking it easy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to say it in 1950s. You're not going to have a sci-fi film. You're not going to have long tracking shots. He's put all this stuff in. It's massively brave. And it, I think it, it shows, shows like real talent. That's what I think. Like, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and people who haven't seen the film, if you watch it, you'll get what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 You know, it's on Amazon Prime. It's, it's free to watch if you're an Amazon Prime member. Here in the UAE and and the and in the UK, it's free, right? If you remember, so you mm-hmm. know most people will be able to watch it. I would have thought. Um, I didn't love that main guy's performance. I think, it, but it was probably his character. It was probably a, a good performance from him. He's he's a bit of a know-it-all. He's a bit of a hepcat with all the <laughs> cheesy phrases, and because he's a radio DJ, he has to come out yeah. with all of that. There's a great uh-huh. bit where the girl says, "Like, why do you talk like that?" On the radio, and you don't uh, yeah, you you put your radio voice on, or yeah, whatever. And, and I really like that because I think that's what that character I, I think that's why you couldn't love that character so much because he obviously uh-huh. had a persona that he projected on in the, the radio. film as, as well. Um, yeah. but one of the things I didn't love about it, or that kind of disappointed us with it, is and I've said this before, and maybe I need to get my ears checked out, but for a film that's all about hearing something in the audio. I thought the sound was really difficult to catch the voices and things like that. Yeah, See, I was uh, taking it I in struggled. straight away by there's this very old song where the, the film starts. It's, it's a very it's like an acoustic, almost sounds Indian, but it's Greek. Yeah. The the song at the start. Yeah, the music's amazing, I think. I love the music. music. And the, the sort of sound effects of um that noise that they hear on the radio. Yeah. But we're, we're getting Ahead of ourselves, so that we've got the DJ, and we've also meet another character as well called Faye, who's mm-hmm. played by Sierra McCormick, who is I think she's brilliant. Her, like. absolutely she's only eighty. Uh, <laughs> I, I, this is such a great performance, um, and I think one of the reasons she over she overshadowed every other actor in it. I think she's fantastic. She's really good. So we'll meet her in the um, in the, the basketball stadium and stuff like that. She's talking to um, she's talking to Everett and she wants to show him because it's an electrical piece of equipment. She wants to show him a new tape recorder that she's got. Yes. So there's this long sort of another sort of long shot of them two talking to each other and interviewing people in the car park and things like that. And then they go off and they do the bit that that jobs wants a DJ. Everett's a DJ and uh, and Faye works on the switchboard. So she's mm-hmm. getting sort of telephone calls and, and stuff like nice, that. And that's nice, isn't it? Watching that, the switchboard. <laughs> Switchboards? It's, I mean, I, they're great, I, aren't I they? love it. I love watching that stuff. I know it's a very yeah. like niche thing to love, but I absolutely yeah. love it. I love thinking I about do. that really analog way of things working mm-hmm. where people still had to go, okay, let's move that from there to then plug things in and all of that. It's yeah. very kind of retro and very reductive, yeah. I think, from where we are now. But uh, honestly, I'm fascinated. I love all of that stuff. Yeah, I'd like. I, I, I mean, I don't even know how a switchboard works. Do you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> she's connecting, you know, the the wires and stuff like that. She's connecting it to different lines, I guess, isn't she? I don't mm-hmm. know. Who knows? Who knows how these things work? But yes, I like that kind of old school equipment and stuff <laughs> like that as well. So, like, as the part ways and stuff like that, Faye's on the switchboard, and she has this very sort of strange noise as a, a telephone call comes yeah. in, doesn't she? 
and uh, at the same time it, it kind of it, it, it the radio show is going on and it's on the radio show again and she sort of alerts Everett to the fact that you, your radio show has been interrupted by this noise have you heard yeah. this before whatever so that they play it over the radio to see if anybody recognizes what it is also at the same time they're getting strange phone calls from yeah. people saying I'm hiding in me yeah, in me basement or whatever. There's yeah. this uh, strange noise. Uh, I, I can this see is, something in this. This is set in New Mexico. Uh huh. Where all the alien shit happens. Yeah, and also where Buddy Holly recorded his fantastic songs. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, do, yeah. I don't know much about Buddy Holly. To be oh, honest. well, I think you would love the, all the stuff about Buddy Holly. Mm-hmm. I mean, songs I've are seen, fantastic anyway. I've seen the film about him when I was a kid. I mean, I like well, a Gary lot of Bruce... Holly songs. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in New Mexico was where he went to record all of the, the songs with a guy in a studio. So I think that's I think that's part of this as well, to be honest, with the, the 50s styling and and yeah. what the guy looks like, I think it's part of it. But um mm-hmm. but yeah, um yeah, so New Mexico is where Area 51 is meant to be. Yeah, and Roswell and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's Roswell, New Mexico. I think it is, isn't it's it? The same thing, isn't I think it? So. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, it's a it's it's a hotbed for this type of activity. Let's say that so there's not a massive, there's, there's not a huge storyline really. They hear. Some I mean, it's, it's a very traditional sort of yeah. thing that you know that they, they hear this noise, they play it on the radio to see if anybody recognizes. I quite what like the noise how is. we eat. He builds that into a like, you know, like a tr- those radio quizzes. Like, I'm going to play you 30 seconds of something, and you need to tell yeah. me what that is. And he kind of makes you, this yeah, noise you'll win into that a kind bit of, of quiz Elvis's like. carpet. <laughs> That's how he says, doesn't yeah. he? Of course, he'd want a bit of Elvis's carpet. I mean, I'd be so yeah, so that's <laughs> how he plays that noise yeah. on the radio to try and find out what it is. And he's a He's not necessarily a conspiracy theorist, but he's happy. He's like, if it gets listeners, I'm up, I'm up for it. Yeah. But, and and I mean, it's, it's very calls. much, it's the Russians, which all these, it, it, yeah. if you, I mean, I'm a lover of 50 sci-fi and people always think but it's these the Russians. play with that, right? Like, these guys play yeah. with the communists and the Russians. Like, mm-hmm. The commies are sending this or whatever. It's, it's happening. Because that was a, the fear at the time, wasn't it? You know, yeah, of course. So, but this obviously, I think, plays with that convention in these kind yes. of old films, um, uh-huh. which is you know another nice little touch that they do it. We know it's not that, right? You know, from the beginning of this film that that's not what this is going to be about because that's how it's uh-huh. set up. Um, well, it's paradox theater. It's yeah, definitely not going to be. Mm-hmm. It's not rusky theater. It's not risky theater. It's not the Red Menace theater. Is it? <laughs> so, yeah, so essentially, the rest of the film is them working out what this is. People calling mm-hmm. up, giving them some information about what it is. There's that brilliant yeah. bit where the guy calls up. That's one of the best bits of the film, I think. That that is absolutely brilliant. Where that that's called uh, Bruce Davis, and he's he plays a character called Billy. Yeah. He's got. A Morgan Freeman voice. He's got a great voice. If you're just hearing a voice, if you're just hearing a voice, it's amazing. It's not like yeah, Uh traditional like Newcastle. It's not the legends, is it? Hiya, are you there? (laughs) It's not the legends. Are you there? Are you listening? Can you hear us? (laughs) It's not the night owls. 
perfect, perfect subject matter for the night out to be honest. <laughs> it would be a perfect subject matter with Alan Robson. <laughs> so yeah, he, he sort of he says he works for the military and stuff like that. And um he knows what the this this noise is because he's heard it as he buried an object or whatever that the murder told him to bury. But there's a good bit where he says, Well, I don't think anybody will believe us. And he says, Well, you know. It's it's because because I'm black. I, I think that's why nobody yeah. will believe this type of thing. So there's that kind of thing sort of in there as well, which is interesting. It I takes think. him a long time, right? You don't get that for ages. I think the convert the phone mm. call goes on for ages, and he says, "Well, why have you never told anybody this before?" And he mm-hmm. says, "Well, I tried, but you know, I'm black, so nobody listens to us." And ev- he ev- says the whole like- description first, doesn't he? And yeah. Then but ever goes, I, I thought that anyway. Do you know what I mean? But, but yeah, it was just an interesting bit to put in. I thought that. I think uh, so. Obviously, prescient these days. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, the, the, it's that. And it, it's it's basically them, the two characters, discovering or trying to find out what this this particular noise is. Do you know yeah. what I mean? What it is. And then it turns what out is... there's been reports of yeah. throwing shitons in the sky and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it gets... Do you think, like... Cliff... That you would, if you heard this type of noise, would you um, try and discover what it was? No. Or would you not be bothered? No, I wouldn't be bothered. <laughs> I knew that would be the answer. I think that's a bit weird. I'll just put the telly on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope this noise isn't on the telly. I'm sure next time I turn the radio on, it won't be there. So... <laughs> Yeah, because it's quite a new one. I don't think we should do like many spoilers or anything like that at all. But there's a, there's de- there's a uh, what I was thinking when I, while I was watching it was I hope there's going to be a payoff. Like yes. I hope it's yeah. not going to be. Do you know what I mean? Because the low budget film or whatever. I did. I thought that there would be a payoff because of the shots that we'll see, which we'll talk about in a little yeah. bit. I think. But there is a payoff, isn't it, at the end? So that's, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. Thing. I think look. We, we, yeah, I don't think we should go into all the ins and outs of it for a spoiler because yeah. hopefully people will watch it. Um, yeah, and I think it's worth watching. It, definitely, it's, uh, definitely, if you like sci-fi, if you like the fifties kind of style of stuff, if you like a Twilight Zone kind of thing, and just want to watch something that's in that vibe, I think you, you should watch it for sure. Does that guy mm-hmm. rings up and tells them this stuff, and then they start trying to investigate it? Yes, uh, and yes. there's some great stuff while they're investigating it. The other. Mm-hmm. Big point, which we won't go into too much detail of, is where they go and see a woman, an old lady mm-hmm. who rings up and says, "Yeah, that Billy guy you had on, um, I know he got cut off, but uh, I know the rest of the story. If you want to come round to my yeah. house, <laughs> and that kind of leads into a, a fantastic bit of horror where the the driving in the car, mm-hmm. with yeah. where they the sort of look up at the sky and stuff, which I thought was absolutely amazing. I loved that bit. I, yeah. I thought that was excellent. So yeah, yeah we're not going to go into too much, but this isn't a spoiler or anything. But there's this, there's loads and loads of shots which are like ten minutes long and it doesn't stop. There's one where Faye's on the switchboard and she's talking, she's taking various it's calls fantastic. and stuff like that. I love it. So great for a quality, director, yeah. I think it's fantastic. Definitely. And the quality of the acting as well yep. because she's absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, she's just amazing. But the main talking point of the film is this. Tracking shop that runs throughout the whole town from the switchboard office. It kind of shows you, you know, the size of the town. It's a yeah. very small town. So it, it runs through the whole town back 
into the school where we've already been and stuff like that, all of our people's heads back through the school, all the way back into the radio station, which is just unbelievable. I, I think, think it's Perhaps. a real so you've got this so phase in the switchboard mm-hmm. and Everett's on the radio. And yeah. in between the two of them, you've got the school where mm-hmm. there's events happening. And they don't want the events to be spoiled by the electricity going down, which they've yeah. said, oh, it happened before when the squirrel chewed through the thing or whatever. Yeah. So you've got this. This town is almost in darkness for the entire time. So it's yeah, got well, this it's, kind it's of night in it. It's yeah, all it's night, night isn't it? and the electricity's yeah. gone down and something. So you've got this atmosphere anyway. And then you've got basically the story moving between her on the switchboard and him on the radio where she's patching people through to him and, and mm-hmm. all of that. And what you're seeing at this point is just something moving between those two things. Or oh, that's what it feels yeah. like. It might not be that, but that's what it makes you feel like. Is that yeah. actually, while they're trying to work out what it is, there's something there with her. And then she decides this thing decides to have a mooch through the city or the town. The yeah, maybe. Town. I, I mean, I never saw it that, that way. I mean, I, I, I can see how you have. I, I never saw it as like that. That's the presence or whatever they, I almost saw it as like, it, it's just a, a sort of vehicle to show you exactly how big the town is or whatever. Yeah, no, I agree And I love that. those. Yeah, I love the you know I love tracking shots like that. I mean, it, it it's unbelievable for like a first time director to again try something like this and, and pull it off. It's just absolutely wonderful. It's just a beautiful like, shot. It's a, be- it's it's a beautiful amazing. shot, and it's, it's not a- rushed. It's not. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in this film that gets a, an easy like win. I don't think it's very subtle. No. It, it, it is very subtle, and there's also at times where it, it kind of fades to black and stuff like that. Like, yeah, there's those times where there's nothing, risky. You just hear yeah. the vocal, you just hear the voice of the phone call, or what, yeah. or, the, or the noise from whatever mm-hmm. it is that's making the noise, and it's just black for ages. And it's then just it's a risky thing to like, do. Like do you know what I mean? Back up again. Yeah, I, I was just like, I was just really impressed. I, I watched it. I like stumbled upon it and, and I watched it and I thought, you know what? I thought that was class. And yeah, halfway I agree. through, I, I messaged you and I said, oh, I, I found a film and stuff. We should do this. You know, it's got the, some of the best tracking shots I've seen in ages type thing. My first thought was, tell Cliff about it. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> Yeah, and they, I said, well, should we do it for the pod? Because I'll watch it yeah. and that saves us mm-hmm. having to watch something else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, mm-hmm. in seriousness, I'll... I'll I agree with you, and I think it's good that you know when you go on a Netflix or an Amazon Prime or whatever, you can scroll for fucking thirty minutes yeah, before you yeah. find something that you like settle on. Yeah. And I probably uh-huh. wouldn't. I wouldn't have gone on Amazon Prime and looked for this film. It's not going to be mm-hmm. shoved in your face like some of their bigger budget things that they've made themselves. So, like, great. Like, uh, however you found it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for mentioning it, and I think everybody should watch it because it's good. Yes, it is. It's it's a it's a fantastic film, I think. And uh, if you love sci-fi, if you if you like filmmaking, I think as well. Do you know what I mean? You, you'll enjoy this. So 
Give it a shot, man. Shall I do the quiz then? They do the quiz. It's probably shit. You know what? I'm not sure if I've done a, a quiz uh, like this before, and it's the same questions, but fuck it. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> it, it's the it's a fake circus quiz. This. Oh. Because that's what we do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know. Which TV show had an episode called Dog by Night, in which a flea called Count Draculite turns a character into a werewolf? What do you reckon? Um, We've done it on the podcast. That's the clue for you. I was going to say Count Draculite, but we haven't done that. We haven't done that yet. It's round the twist. Round the twist. Oh. Round the twist, that's what it is. This will text you, uh, or it'll not text you, because <laughs> I can't it's text you text with three words. <laughs> <laughs> this is in Texas, this question. Which band had a song called Fifi the Flea on an album called Would You Believe in 1966? Ooh. From Texas? No, not from Texas. You British said band. Texas? Oh. Uh, because because you said texters. Well, oh, flee from an album called What Would You Believe? Did you say? Would you believe? Yeah. You're rocking your brains. Do you believe in life after love? Uh, ah. Um, <laughs> I'll put you out your mystery. It's the Hollies. The Hollies. Oh. It's the Hollies that. John Hammond, creator of which fictional park started with a mechanical flea circus, is his way into the entertainment business. A fictional park? A fictional park. So it doesn't exist. Doesn't exist? Gladly it doesn't. Otherwise, it... we'd all be eaten. Ichiku Park. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Jurassics of the parks. Okay, okay. There you go. Which comedy uh, duo star in The Chimp from 1932 featuring a flea circus? <laughs> is it um, Laurel and Hardy? It is. It is. Well done. Um, I'm going to ask you about real flea circuses now. Not like us fake ones, okay. but real ones. So in a real flea circus, Cliff, how did they make the fleas look like they were playing instruments? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they did to the fleas to make them look the like they were playing instruments? instruments? Yes. I think Because there's two strings. things that I've been reading about flea circuses. There's the original flea circus, where it's actual fleas, mm-hmm. right? And there's the fake flea circuses, <laughs> where it's just someone saying... This fleas, but there's not a couple well, of fleas about the place. There's just it's just a mechanical thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, so like the uh, machinery. Like yeah, yeah. And uh, people saying, "Oh, it's the fleas." So, but there's two different. <laughs> we can't ones. see them because they're so small. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you and know what, that there's a flea circus in Newcastle? No, I didn't either. So how do you think the the made the fleas? Was this an original instrument? one or a fake? An original one, a real one. Um, I think they did it through elastic. Elastic. 
which is also leads us strangely into another thing about the Beatles, which I love, where John Lennon went, yeah, yeah, just like make the stage out of plastic, and then I'll have it. After, I'll have it yeah. when you finish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you want all that plastic? Like, what do you want to do with the stage? Oh, plastic's the future. That's where we're going to be at. Everyone's going to be and after then plastic. I'll have it off, yeah, so let's make everything out of plastic, and now I can have it when you're finished. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I love that bit where he's left so much. I think <laughs> why do you want all that plastic? He wants he wants it. What does he want it for? Like, really, what does he want it for? But also exactly. then he, he calls his for? band the plastic owner band. Like what's uh, this plastic, what's plastic? This plastic conspiracy? What's it all about? <laughs> well, I'll I'll tell you what, what happens. What they would do was they would glue the instruments to the fleas initially. Right. How and then tiny. I don't know. And then they would slowly heat up the fleas so that they would get very, very hot, almost to the point of death, so that they would jump up and down and stuff like that. So it looked like they were playing the instruments. So there you go. I don't like that. Last one, I'm going to ask you about human evolution. Okay. How have humans evolved? If it is, how have humans evolved? To rid us of the burden of fleas. Hairy arms. You're, you're halfway there. Less hairy it's, arms. Let just <laughs> less hair. Less hair. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Arms. For an example. <laughs> Not just yeah, on I your arms. The body as well. My arms are still quite hairy, so I haven't done very well with that. Bald calves. But, uh, bald calves, exactly. So there you go. I'm glad to know that you know about. The evolution of man. Uh-huh. Yes. And is that like why we evolved, do you think? What, what, flea, I don't think that's why reasons. we evolved. For reasons. Yeah. In fact, yes. That is why we evolved. It's what, it's what dictates most of my decisions, to be honest. What, fleas? Flea reasons. Or the, attract, the attraction of fleas? No, to, to repel fleas. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought because you're such a hairy... Wolf-like man. I'm not a hair. But you actually man. wanted I'm, to attract I'm, 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 I don't have a lot of hair. Well, that people can see. I mean, under the universe, you, you, there's probably an abundance of hair, isn't there? Oh, I don't want to see. Oh, do you shave that? Do you well, there you go. No, I don't. I'm not a very hairy man. You are you not? Oh, well, oh, I was under the impression. It's all concentrated in, this, in an area. <laughs> what is this? Is, is, is it getting uh, a little bit grey down there? Can I ask you that? On the right knee? You, wait, you don't have any of the pubes? No, that's where it concentrates itself, on the right knee. Just on the right knee? <laughs> You've got a very hairy right knee. Do you yes. have any grey pubic hairs? Uh, no. Do you not? No. Oh, oh, well, God. hang on, hang on, hang on. What, you're being honest now, eh? You've decided to be honest. Can I be, on- can I be honest with you? <laughs> go on, go on. Be honest. On the, the balls. Uh-huh. I've told you this before, entirely white. Like, entirely I've, got albino, white. I've got albino balls. <laughs> Have you? Huh? So it's, it's like a, I don't know, a, a mag scarf down there. I it? think it's just when they got, they got a big shock. They got... <laughs> I've started uh, finding rather a lot of uh, of grey pubic hairs. I mean, I I've let myself go down there over Christmas and stuff, <laughs> and then they've appeared. 
it's it's gonna it's gonna be looking like Castaway with the uh, Tom Cruise down there. So obviously Tom Cruise got a very long nose in this film. <laughs> Cyril Sneer. Yeah, Cyril Sneer. Right, that's the quiz and that. Okay, well, thank you for that. What about the music? We've got the goods gone. Well, I have. Yes, I have. We've got the goods gone with that new single, Tell Me Lies. And the thing about the goods gone is they were the first band that we ever had on. Yes, they we were, were indeed. indeed. And so they kicked off this musical escapade. Uh-huh. And we and love we've them. kept in touch. We do love them. They're great. They're absolutely class. And this is, what, 101 episode, I think, isn't it? <laughs> the 101th episode. Well, thank you, The Goods Gone, for being part of the 101th episode. We appreciate it. And thank you, yes. everyone, for listening to all of those episodes, even if you only listen to one. We appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, enjoy January. Enjoy the Beatles. Enjoy, enjoy life. the Bastard Night. And enjoy and life. Enjoy The Goods Gone. Very good son. Bye everyone. Bye. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.